Hey, it's Benji Cole, son of Al Cole from CBS Radio and host of People of Distinction. The talk that gives an in-depth view of some of the most dynamic, intelligent, and successful people on the planet. Run to our website, peopleofdistinction.org, for more info. Or you can always email me directly at benji at alcoholenterprises.com. And on the line with us today, we have James Yeager. We're going to be discussing his amazing book, The Story of Job. Available for purchase through Amazon, as well as barnesandnoble.com. And before we go any further, I want to take this opportunity and point out that James was brought to us by one of the best advertising firms in the business. And people you already know, I'm talking about Book Launch International. I'm telling you, they're one of the best in the business to do it. So if you're a writer, you've written a book, and now you find yourself at a difficult position because... Well, now you need help moving the book you just wrote. Well, give yourself the best gift you could possibly give and contact the fantastic representatives over at Book Launch. Their team is waiting by to assist you. Head on over to booklaunchintl.com today and gather all of the ways that they're going to help maximize your creative endeavors. And listen, it is an absolute pleasure to have James here on the line. This book has so much to offer, and at the end of the day, don't take my word for it. Take James's. It's his book. He's written it, and he's done the research. He's going to be able to articulate it much better than I ever could. So sit back, strap in, and have your notebooks ready, because this is going to be an education for everybody involved. James, first and foremost, welcome to People of Distinction, and thank you very much for being a guest with us today, man. How are you doing? Good, Benji. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, listen, this is a, a, a true pleasure, and you had to write the book in order for us to invite you on to be a guest. So technically, James, you started it, and we're very much looking forward to this discussion, man. Now, before we go into the words that are on those pages, tell us a little bit more about your background. Well, um, I've always been a big film fan. Um a literature fan, a big fan of literature, uh, the Bible, movies, um, most of my life. And uh, there's been a lot of movies made. A lot of them are my favorites about uh, Christ and his life. Um, Some just certain aspects. Uh, There's been several about Moses little while ago, a few months, year ago, um, his only son was about Abraham, but there was nothing that I know of that was ever produced, no movies or literature written except the Bible about Job, and uh, I think, you know, a lot of, you know, bad things happen to good people without much explanation, and I just feel that, um, you know, the subject has to be addressed. I love it. Listen, without further ado, the story of Job. Tell us a little bit more about your narrative. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, uh, the story of Job is a pretty short story in the Bible. It's not very long, so I expanded on a lot of episodes in it, and I put in it certain incidents that happened to me in my own life. Mm. 
and I turned it into like kind of an action-oriented story because we all love action stories in movies. uh, Satan goes to God and says, is it for nothing that your servant Job is so God-fearing? Why don't you let me take these things away from him, put him to the test? and uh, see if he doesn't curse you to your face. Well, God agrees and um, lets all these bad things happen to Job. His, he loses his wife's family, he was very wealthy. His estate, uh, his plantation, everything is lost. And uh, he wanders the desert and enters at different times these two different like camps where he enters them and the people take him under their wing and uh, it turns out after being there a while that it's not as good as he thought it was going to be and then he returns to the land of Oz where he came from and uh, he meets the final test there of his faith people i'm telling you get ready for an epic journey you know talk about your your writing process here for a bit james what sacrifices did you make to pursue a career in writing and do you believe that they were worth it uh i certainly do believe they were worth it um sacrificed uh time which is very precious yeah these days uh money i you know had to pay my publisher and um you know others for uh getting it out there for me time money and uh sleep of course was one of them i'd get really good ideas late not real late but at a certain time and uh uh you know wanted to write them and get them in there before you know, it was too late, mm-hmm. and then I'd forget about them. So uh, uh, there, if that may not seem like a lot there, but um, you're sacrificing your money, your own time, your sleep, and uh, a lot of times friends would call, you want to go to movies or to dinner, I'd tell them no, because I'm on a roll here writing and (laughs) doesn't feel good doing that but uh it's something that has to be done if you want to do a good product yeah of course how do you handle criticism and negative feedback from readers as well as reviewers james okay well i would make it as uh politely the responses and diplomatic as i can i'd say um you know, why do you feel this way? Explain why you think, you know, this is not correct or or so wrong or whatever. And then how can uh, you tell me to make it better? Because, um, or like, how would you fix this and make Mm -hmm. it better? And I would pray on the matter of course if i think that i'm right and they're wrong um you know again politely i would uh, tell them that and give them my proof 
on why I feel that way. Yeah. He's focusing people on a constructive part, right? I think a lot of times we focus on the criticism. Well, if we flip it and focus on the construction that can be derived from that criticism, well, then it's a benefit, right? And it, it helps us increase. And all my artists out there listening in, I know you can relate. I love that answer. You know, James, can you discuss a time where well, you faced writer's block, and I know my my writers out there listening in, they can understand that. Can you discuss a time when you faced writer's block and how you overcame it? Oh, all the time. Uh, most of my life, I've, um, I've been battling depression and anxiety. Uh, first of all, I uh, pray on it, and I'll always try to do something to get my mind off of it, off of the writer's block, and uh, get it back on track. I'll take a swim, go for a walk, or even just lay the whole process down and and go to bed. And the next day I'll wake up, uh, I'll feel refreshed, and um, I'll be much more in the mood to tackle the job. Mm -hmm. It's basically doing something unrelated, taking a walk, visiting somebody uh, to get your mind off it for a while and then start fresh again. And how do you balance the need for commercial success with your artistic integrity as a writer? I tell myself we all you know, have to make a living. Um, Writing, I don't want to say it's just a hobby. Uh, It's, you know, very important to me, or I wouldn't have done it. But uh, it is mostly done in my spare time. And I want my writing to be good. But, um, you know, we we have to set our priorities, and maybe one day something will be a higher priority, mm-hmm. and the next day something else is. Yeah. Everything changes day by day. So um, I, I try to prioritize things on a daily basis, sort of. People, again, we're here on the line with James Yeager. We're discussing his book, The Story of Job, available for purchase through Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. You know, James, is there a particular theme or message that you as a writer strive to convey through your writing? And if so, listen, man, how do you make sure that it resonates with your readers? I try to address personal uh Oh, well, should I say contemporary problems? Uh, Nowadays, I think a lot of people live frustrated lives. And uh, I try to address those problems that people are having, people's personal fears and and anxieties. And uh, the way I try to make it resonate is um, put it all in an entertaining light. Although uh, it might be 
you know, horrible things we're going through here. Uh, I try to put them in an entertaining light, add um, a lot of action sequences to my writing, suspense, um, Mm -hmm. villains, uh, monsters. We all love monsters and uh, action sequences and that. So I try to address those problems and channel them into an entertaining light. Uh, the story of uh, of a Godzilla, you know, the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Well, him and tons of other monsters from Japan were um, metaphors for those things. They're looked upon as being really silly in the States, but they were initially metaphors for the bomb and the horrors of radiation. Plus, they were put in an entertaining way to get the message across to the viewers. So that's what I try to do with uh, my writing and Mm -hmm. how I try to make it resonate with the readers. Yeah. And James, how do you define success as an author? And have your definitions of success evolved throughout your career? Well, I think uh, first... uh, Having your book or your work published and purchased and uh, making a profit off of it, uh, that's important. But more important than money is that uh, people buy it, and if they're buying it, they're saying they like it, and nothing's more pleasing to anybody, I don't think um, no matter what walk of life you're in or what profession you're in, then for people to say to you, so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, I like your work, uh, reminds me 10 or 12 years ago, I don't remember what talk show or news uh, station this was, but I saw DeMond Wilson, the actor who played Lamont in the old um, Stanford and Son TV show from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the host asked him, what do you want to hear viewers say to you mostly? And he said, uh, DeMond, I love your work. That's what I want to hear. And nothing's more gratifying than that. So um, that's how I would define success, that uh, people out there like it and they appreciate it. Mm. My next question here is another one that I'm sure all writers can relate to, right? Because there's a very fine line. I mean – James, how do you navigate that line between drawing inspiration from other works that you've read while at the same time avoiding plagiarism or accusations of unoriginality? Well, we all, I think the most gifted artists um, draw inspiration from others. A Japanese director who's, he's deceased, but... um, 
considered one of the greatest film directors of all time, Akira Kurosawa. He drew inspiration from Shakespeare's stories like Macbeth, and uh, there was one other one. I can't think of it right now. But what I try to do, I, I draw inspiration. You know, man, that was great what I read or saw. And, um, but I don't do it word from word. I, I like to try to paraphrase it. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, um, I mix it in with my own personal experiences that I'm writing about. And, um, you know, go from there. And uh, another uh, Japanese director, deceased, Ishiro Honda, uh, same thing. Uh, He drew his inspiration from a lot and he he also uh, added his own feelings experience that he had during the war and being stationed in China and I read some of those and they seemed to be pretty horrifying and he added a lot of that to his sci-fi and uh horror movies mm-hmm. and that's what i kind of like mix your inspiration with your own and you have to do that or um or you're not gonna it's not gonna be your product you know james are, are there any particular authors or books that have had a profound impact on your personal growth or writing journey uh, yes there are a few uh william peter blatty who also is deceased. He passed just a few years ago. Uh, he did start it out with comedies. Uh, he's most famous for The Exorcist. Um, I really like his writing. I like Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws. Uh, Hemingway is another, and uh, Shakespeare and Dickens. And... Um, I think if I'd ever want to write any kind of uh, book with any of these people, it would probably be Blatty and Benchley. I'd like to write like a supernatural thriller mm-hmm. with uh, William Peter Blatty and maybe an undersea adventure like Jaws or The Deep with, uh, with Mr. Benchley. Yeah. And can you discuss any routines that are important to your writing process or that help you get into the creative mindset, James? Sure. Um, uh, perhaps read something. doesn't have to be long. Maybe an article, newspaper article. Watch a movie, even a movie trailer. And uh, write at times when you feel fresh and... Uh, it isn't so late when you just plain feel like it. I think that's the whole thing. Uh, William Peter Blatty, I don't remember what books he was talking about, but, and I quote him, he said that um, when he finished one book, he went right into the next one because, again, quoting him, the engine was still hot. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas if he would have taken a rest, he probably would have forgotten all the ideas for his next book. So uh, that's the routines I kind of like to go by. There you have it. And how do you believe the power of storytelling can shape our understanding of reality and influence society, James? I think the biggest thing there is by realizing that we're not alone, that uh, others are going through the same or similar trials and tribulations that we are. And uh, that kind of helps to let off I certainly don't wish harm or bad on anybody, but just knowing that people are in the same boat as you, that just makes you feel better. And when you, you know, again, write about these things and try to put them in an entertaining light, uh, that brings it all uh, full circle. And I think um, that's what you need to do because mm-hmm. people do like entertainment. They don't want everything being glum and morbid. So you have to put it in a light that people are going to appreciate. Absolutely. You know, and final question here for you, James. If you could communicate a single message to all of your readers through your body of work, what would that message be? Well, mine is, um, me being a Christian, uh, not to offend anyone or any listeners, but uh, my message is, uh, and this is how Job, the story ended, my version and in the Bible, um, put your faith in God and um, put everything in his hands, trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and... uh, everything's going to be all right. And maybe not in this life, but uh, as a Christian, I will believe that uh, we'll all turn out good at the end uh, when we're called home. (laughs) There you have it. People, again, you got to check out Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You got to pick up your copy of The Story of Job by James Yeager. I mean, if this interview hasn't moved yet, you're asleep, okay? There's something, something needs to change because this is fantastic, and this is a journey you're going to want to get involved in. Head on over there today and get lost in it. James, this has been an absolute pleasure, a wonderful delight. Thank you very much for being a guest on People of Distinction. Thank you for having me. 